0: Thank you for listening to a message from the Bowden Church of Christ. For more information, visit www.bowdenchurchofchrist.com. That's www.b-o-w-d-o-n-c-h-u-r-c-h-o-f-c-h-r-i-s-t.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Bowden Church of Christ. We pray that this message is a blessing to you and helps you to serve God and find satisfaction in him alone. And now, our speaker. Good evening, everyone. Let's take our Bibles to James chapter 1. That's where we'll begin. James chapter 1. Be the first passage we look at tonight. Our lesson tonight will be very pointed about one particular subject and one that I try to return to study each year. An important subject for all of us to remember about our ears. Now, you've probably been told before that you have selective hearing. You ever been guilty of having selective hearing? Yeah, you can hear everything, but you just choose to hear what you want to hear. Sometimes someone will tell you to do something, and you may conveniently hear it. You may conveniently not. Hearing is a very important part of our life. And hearing is automatically connected with our ears. Now, everybody in this world has a different looking ear. Now, you may be ashamed of your ears. You may be proud of your ears. I don't know how you feel about your personal ears. But we all feel different because all of us have different ears. Some people have skinny ears. Some people have fat ears. Some people have earlobes that connect. Some people have earlobes that don't connect. Some people have dirty ears. Some people have clean ears. If you have dirty ears, clean your ears. Some people, I don't know if you have ever met one of these people. I'd, I'd seen this on television, but the first time I saw it in person, it was very uh, surprising, was uh, UFC fighters that have cauliflower ears. You ever seen cauliflower ears? You know, their ears have been hit so much that all the scar tissue builds up in their ear. Everybody in this world has different looking ears. Tonight, we're going to talk about our ears, but not from a physical standpoint. I don't care what your ears look like or whether they're clean or dirty. That's a you problem. What I care about are your spiritual Ears, And that's why I take you to James chapter 1 as we ask the question tonight, what kind of ears do we have? This is a subject that we as Christians need to study every year. The reason being, because we listen to every day anywhere between twenty-three to 25,000 words. We hear people talk. Some of you are the ones speaking all those words. Some of you are the ones listening to all those words. What we listen to and what we soak in has a great impact on our lives as Christians and our life in the kingdom of God. James chapter 1, the Bible has a lot to say about ears and the mouth. In fact, the ears and the mouth are so often found in Scripture, it's almost surprising. James chapter 1 and verse 19 says, My beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. This idea that my ears should be active more than my mouth is, is not just found in James chapter 1 and verse 19. It's found all throughout the scriptures. For instance, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 2. Do not be rash with your mouth, and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God, for God is in heaven, and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 19, the multitude of words sin, uh, in, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs 17, 27 and 28, he who, not, who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. You've all heard the old proverb, it's not from the Bible, but the principle is taught in the Bible, that it is better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. It is better to remain silent and to be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. The Bible has a lot to say about our mouth and our ears, particularly the fact that our mouth should more often be shut and our ears should more often Be open. However, this begs the question, when I do listen, if I follow this idea of shutting my mouth and opening my ears, when I do listen, what do I do with the information that I hear? Or with what kind of ears do I listen? I've got a couple of ears I want to show you in the scriptures that I hope will help us as we consider what kind of ears we have spiritually. The first ear, uh, that was supposed to be up earlier, the first ear is the dull ear. The first ear is the dull ear. You'll find this principle of a dull ear in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 11, in which the Hebrew writer says, Of whom we have much to say, speaking of Melchizedek, are to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. Since you have become dull of hearing. I heard the illustration before of a man who bragged that he had the finest hearing aids that money could buy. To which a friend said what kind is it and he said about 2:30 some of you get that on the way home about 2:30 the writer of the book of hebrews of course we don't know who it is is talking to some converted jews trying to go back to judaism they were following christianity but they were having problems and were thinking of going back to the old way of the law of moses In this book, he's writing to them, encouraging them to stay strong in their faith, to keep strong in the faith. But there were some things he needed to write to them about that they would not listen to. They were hard to explain. The reason was probably not in the essence of the information, but rather in the person listening to the information. And you've probably experienced this before. You've probably met someone where you tried to explain to them something very simple maybe explain to them something that they needed to know, and it was like trying to jump over a mountain to get them to understand it. You know, when you and I understand something, it's hard to imagine other people that don't understand it. If I know something, I can't imagine how you don't know it. However, there are people in the world who have become dull of hearing. Their ears are dull. And you and I, too, can be these people, and we must always fight against it. Now, Are my ears dull? That's a question I need to ask. And I could answer it if I say yes to any of these questions. My ears become dull if have I become callous to the word of God and the sacrifice that Jesus has made? Have I become calloused and unable to see what is right in front of my face? Matthew chapter 13 and verse 15 says that the hearts of the people had grown dull. Their ears were hard of hearing. Their eyes they closed lest they should see. Their ears were closed lest they should hear and they should understand and turn and God would heal them. When you and I, if we were to be guilty of having dull ears, rest assured it's nobody's fault but our own. Having dull ears is a spiritual problem. Am I someone Who has dull ears? Our ears could have become dull if we stopped listening to the problems of others. Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 36, in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Many of you from Bowden here know we just studied this parable not long ago. The man who was the Samaritan was commended because he was compassionate. His ears were not dull to the problems of others. Are my ears dull to the problems of others? This morning we studied the parable of the unforgiving servant, a man who was forgiven a great debt, and then he went to his friend and put his hands around his neck and threw him in prison because he owed him a very small debt. Have my ears become dull of hearing because I am unforgiving? Maybe, like the parable of the sower, my ears have become dull of hearing because I know the gospel message, but I love the world more than the message of Jesus. Are my ears dull of hearing? Ear number one. Maybe tonight you have dull ears that have become callous to the truth of God's Word. Another set of ears in the Bible are the itching ears, found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-4. through 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. You and I hear this in people that we meet probably every single day. They're no longer content with the truth of God's word. And they would rather follow after things that would feel good, that would seem right, or even wouldn't make sense if it were different, because, as 2 Timothy chapter 4 says, they have itching ears. There's an itch within their ear, something that they would like to hear, and so they find the person that will tell them what they want to hear. Rest assured, you can, in this world, find somebody that will tell you what you want to hear. They will tell you what you want to know. Even if it's a lie, even if it's not the truth, people will tell you what you want to know. You pay them enough money, they'll tell you what you want to know. You compliment them enough, they'll tell you what you want to know. The problem with itching ears is that when I am around people with itching ears, nothing is founded in reality. I am simply told what I want to hear. Now, I know, guys, sometimes it's not easy to be told the truth. Sometimes it doesn't feel good to be told the truth. But what's worse than someone maybe even hurting my feelings by telling me the truth is not knowing whether what they're saying is true or a lie. But when people come to you and they know you have itching ears and they prey on that, it'll cause problems in our lives. And we probably have met people like this, people that are no longer seeking after the truth, but they just want to live the life they want to live. And so they'll have their ears tickled by someone who will tell them what they want to hear. Now, let me be quite direct in this. You can find this not only in terms of the world, but you can find this in terms of religious people. That if you are in a situation where you say marriage and divorce is a problem in your family, you can find somebody to tell you what you want to hear. Maybe the way that you give, maybe you say, I I don't actually want to give as much as God has asked me to. Don't worry, you you can find somebody that will tell you what you want to hear. Maybe you say, I I actually want to live different. I want to be living in this sin, or I want to participate in this worldly activity. Rest assured, you can find somebody that will tell you what you want to hear. But the truth will always be the truth. And as has been said for years, the truth will stand when the world's on fire. So whether I have itching ears or not, the truth is still the truth. Maybe I need to examine, do I have itching ears? 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Now, just before this passage... Don't forget the context of what Timothy is talking, uh, what Timothy's being told by Paul. In Second Timothy chapter four, verses three and four, he says, "People are going to want their ears tickled and to hear what they want to hear." In the verse right before that, 2 Timothy chapter four and verse two, Paul says, "But preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. The antidote to itching ears is to consume myself and to immerse myself in the truth of God's Word. And the truth of God's Word will lead me in the right direction every time. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 2, We have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the Word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Itching ears, uh, set of ears number three, are stopped ears. Some people in the world have stopped ears. Now, the itching ears is maybe a pre-existing symptom to the stopped ears in that when I want to hear what I want to hear, maybe I'll find somebody that'll tickle my ears. But say, I cannot find somebody that'll tell me what I want to know. I may hear the truth so much that I get so upset and frustrated like Acts chapter 7 and verse 57. I plug my ears like a two-year-old and I don't want to listen anymore. Acts 7 and verse 57. Stephen had preached to them that they were hypocrites. They had denied God. They had denied the Holy Spirit just like their fathers had. And after he told them that, the Bible says in verse 57, they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears And ran at him with one accord. Those in this story do not see the Word of God as profitable. Now, why did they stop their ears? They stopped their ears because Stephen told them the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. But how do I react when someone gives me the truth? The people in Acts chapter 7 and verse 57 plugged their fingers in their ears. Stephen addressed their sins. Stephen addressed their inconsistencies. The reason I believe that some people close their ears to God or close their ears to others is because there is something within them that they are unwilling to acknowledge or address. It can be difficult in our life to acknowledge and address the sin that we struggle with. And we can be tempted, whether literally or figuratively, to put our fingers in our ears and not listen to the conviction of God's Word in our heart that we ought to turn to God. But stopping our ears does not change the truth. God's Word is still God's Word. So maybe tonight you have Stopped ears. I found an illustration that I think will go along with this point. I'll share it with you. It was on Easter Sunday in 2013, North Carolina and the Virginia border. On I-77, there was a closure for hours that followed a massive chain of accidents. Now, the police reported that 17 different collisions happened on I-77 involving a total of 195 cars. A pretty intense collision. The wrecks left three people dead, more than two dozen people injured, and many of them were very seriously injured. The cause of the accident was because people were driving in thick fog and they were descending over that interstate on that Sunday afternoon. They said the police said visibility was like 100 feet or less. You could barely see in front of you. The problem was of course that people were driving along the interstate and they were driving into a chaotic future. But they could not see it. I believe that's the, simp- that's the cause of the symptom of us stopping our ears. When we fail to listen to God's word, there is a chaotic future right around the corner. But the fog of us stopping our ears prevents us from seeing what is right in front of us. Like this accident in 2013. It is the knowledge of God's word that helps us. Ear number four. This is a positive ear. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. Testing ears. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. (laughs) Here's one of my favorite illustrations I'll share with you. A man was having difficulty communicating with his wife. And he was convinced that she had a difficulty hearing. She was hard of hearing. She needed the hearing aids. And so one night he decided, I'm going to do a test to confirm my suspicions. He stood at the back of the living room, behind her chair, so that she could not see him. And he said, can you hear me? No response. He walked a little closer. Can you hear me? No response. Walked a little closer. Can you hear me? No response. He finally moved right up behind her chair and said, can you hear me? And to his surprise, she, in a very irritated voice, said, for the fourth time, yes. A good hearing test is never a bad idea. Sometimes we need to test what comes into our ears. That's what 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1 is about. Of course, remember 1 John was written by the Apostle John to a group of Christians that were probably over a large area that were fighting against the early seeds of Gnosticism. An idea that you and I only can receive special knowledge from God if he bestows it on us. And there were a lot of other false things tied to Gnosticism. But John was approaching that false doctrine and telling them, don't believe everything people tell you. And I think that's a relevant point for us today. You and I have to be careful not to believe every single thing people tell us. Of course, what we do believe is we turn to God's word, which 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17 says, for all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable, for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto every good work. You and I need to be about the business of testing the things we hear. Now, that's true for news, and that's true for what we see on social media, and that's true for all those other things, but it's, it's, it's extremely important. In fact, tonight, your job is to make sure that what you're hearing is from God's Word. Now, I want to preach to you the truth, but hey, you don't know that. It is your job to test the things you hear to determine whether the things you're hearing are from God. Ears number five, receptive ears. Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they... Receive the word with all readiness and search the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Mark chapter 4 and verse 20, these are the ones sown on the good ground. Those who hear the word and accept it and bear some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. Are you willing to respond to the truth? The reality of the Bible is that once God's word enters my ears, I have to make a choice. Do I believe what I hear or do I not? Now, believing is part of what builds faith. Romans ten seventeen: faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When I hear God's word, it builds up faith, faith within me. When I hear God's word, it builds up trust in God within me. When I hear God's word, it builds up the acceptance of God's word within me. And so when I listen to the truth of the scriptures, do I believe what it says? I have to ask myself that. You as an individual have to ask yourself that. Brother Bud Benefield is very well known in this congregation for saying, one of the things I have to do in life is to deal with Jesus. What am I going to do with Jesus? The truth of him. How am I going to respond to the truth of Jesus? Well, I need to have receptive ears, don't I? To receive the truth of what Jesus says and who he is. Some of you may have that reception tonight. You may say, I hear the truth of Jesus. I, I, I believe it. When I have receptive ears, it also causes me to understand that Christ demands me to make a difference. In our Sunday morning Bible class here in the adult class, we've been studying the Sermon on the Mount. I don't know how many of you have read the Sermon on the Mount lately. But it's not real easy. I mean, turn the other cheek. If somebody sues you for something, give them more. Judge not that you be not judged because with the judgment you use, it'll be used on you. If you don't forgive, people won't If you don't forgive what people have done to you, God won't forgive you. If you're not merciful, God won't be merciful to you. There's a narrow way, and the narrow way is difficult, but the wide way is easy, and everybody goes there, and few people find the narrow way. I mean, good grief. I have to understand that in God's word, there is not only a choice to believe, but a challenge. When I've received it, am I going to change based on what I've heard? Acts 17 when, Peter, uh, when Paul talks about repentance, he says that the times of ignorance God has overlooked. But now commands everywhere, men everywhere to repent. Luke chapter 13, verse 3, I tell you, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. A change. And based on that change, of course, I need to confess Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells me that. Be baptized into Christ for the remission of my sins. Galatians 3, 27. And live faithful to God. You see, our kids got that. I hope y'all watched. Y'all know that the people who are here bowing on, on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, you know, those kids can put these cards in order like, like, I mean, with their eyes closed. They could do it in their sleep because they know at least the outline of what God expects us to do when we hear the truth. But what kind of ears do you have when you hear the truth? What kind of things are you willing to do? Are you willing to obey God? Or do you have stopped ears? Or do you have dull ears? Or do you have itching ears and you just want to find somebody to tell you what you want to hear? Whatever the case is, everybody here's got different looking ears. But spiritually, we all have different ears too, don't we? So what kind of ears do you have? Maybe you need to change tonight, turn to God. Maybe you need to be receptive to the truth of God. Maybe you need to investigate the truth of God. If that's the case, I would encourage you to come during this invitation song. We're going to put it up here on the screen. If you have any need, if you need to become a child of God, if you need to turn back to God because you've strayed from Him, or if you need the prayers of the church, please come as we stand and sing.